Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, May the 28th, 2023. This service was recorded on May the 21st, the seventh Sunday of Easter. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The organist is Marty Sharp. The lector is Linda Siebel. And thank you to Chris and Kelly Heron for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of their wedding anniversary. Thank you for joining us today. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Christ is risen Hallelujah. If you will join with me in the prayer of the days as printed in the bulletin, celebrate, insert on the first page. Will you join with me? O God of glory, your Son, Jesus Christ, suffered for us and ascended to your right hand. Unite us with Christ in each other in suffering and in joy that all the world may be drawn into your bountiful presence through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Let us receive God's holy word for God's holy people. Our first reading is from Acts 1, 6 through 14, with the following preface. Today's reading is part of the introduction of the narrative of the outpouring of the Spirit on Pentecost. These verses tell of the risen Lord's conversation with his disciples on the eve of his ascension, in which he promises that they will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. The reading. When the apostles had come together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing toward heaven, Suddenly, two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were saying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot and Judas the son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from 1 Peter 4, 12 through 14, 5, 6 through 11, with the following preface. Our faith in Christ does not make us immune from the scorn of others. Nevertheless, we are resist the designs of evil when we experience disparagement from others because we trust God's grace will strengthen and guide us. The reading. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that is taking place among you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. 
But rejoice insofar as you are sharing Christ's sufferings, so that you may also be glad and shout for joy when his glory is revealed. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory, which is the spirit of God, is resting on you. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Discipline yourselves. Keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around you, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen and establish him. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. First of all, pastor made a mistake last week. I said this coming Sunday would be holy or would be uh, giving of the Pentecost, even though I said 10 days after the ascension of our Lord would be the day of Pentecost. So obviously, pastor didn't do very well in math class. Having said that, there is a stirring of the Holy Spirit. I am so proud of you, and I apologize if I talk low. Pastor doesn't have a message prepared. It's, it's here, and it's here. I am so proud of you. And how you come along those who suffer... For we all know and we all experience those times in our lives when we suffer. And there is so much that goes on and comes at us. As Linda read, the devil is on the prowl all the time, ready to devour us. But we know that through the gift of baptism, we are adopted in God's holy children. And then he loves us. And what makes me so proud of you, Wayne Zion, are you are people who come along without even being asked. I remember on Friday, a week ago, Friday, I was sharing with Liz, I got a day off. I'm looking forward to reading this book and finishing it up, and I'll vacuum your car, and I will do this, and I will do that, and I think I'm going to take a nap this afternoon. And then that call came. I didn't get it. I was so focused on myself, I didn't get it. Number one, I didn't recognize Kevin Smith's phone number. I had changed phones um, last summer, and for some reason, I didn't put Kevin Smith's number in. I I get a call from the office, Pastor, you need to know this. It's still not registering with me. I'm so focused on my day off. And then another phone call, you need to talk to this person. I finally call Kevin. Ryan Scott Ponges died in his sleep. And I got myself ready. And I went to the farm in Center Junction. Only to find many of you there. And you had gotten there before I got there. And you are coming alongside Nancy and Taylor 
and Jan and Doug. Who would ever thought? And then a week later, we have Ryan's funeral here at Wayne Zion, and there you are. I'm so proud of you. I can't tell you how many we had here at the funeral, but I want you to know the visitation went on Thursday night. It started at like 3.30 because I, I, I walked out of the funeral home after having a prayer service with the family, and here I meet a couple from Muscatine who are parked next to me, and uh, I never got the gentleman's name. He and his wife were sitting in their pickup. And, you know, I just can't let things go by. I'm a pastor. I've got my clerics on. They've put two and two together. I've just come from the family. I said, hello, sir. How are you connected with the family? And he says, I competed against Ryan for the grand champion. And my wife and I have come from Muscatine, and I don't even know if the family knows me, but I feel like I need to be here and pay my respects. I see it all over. And what was it that connected him? Was it something more profound? And we have revamped how we care for people at funerals here at Wayne Zion. It wasn't working. The old way wasn't working. So we came to you and we said, okay, Wayne Zion people, are you willing to sign up and, and help come along folks who are suffering? And we created new groups. And you signed up. We, have, we had more people sign up to be a part of a serving group than really what we had before because when you look at the list, we just added names and we hadn't seen these people for a long time or, or they've, gotten, they've moved away or, or they've gotten too old to be able to help. And I saw young and I saw old here on Friday coming along and serving in the most beautiful way. We filled the sanctuary, we filled the uh, narthex, the overflow, and I started to say at the, at the funeral home, it started at 3.30 and it went till 9 o'clock that people came and shared their respects with the family. I'm wearing a shirt that I got at uh, Des Moines yesterday. I went to the revival and that was the wrong name. I, I think the bishop used revival to really prick our interest as Lutherans. What do you mean revival? But what's important, and I'm going to invite you to go ahead and, and open up your pew Bible to Ephesians. To Ephesians, I want you to open up your pew Bible and leave it out because we're going to spend some time in this today. I want you to open up to 1817, page 1817. And we just heard in the gospel a prayer that Jesus was offering. And here we have a prayer that Paul is offering to the church of Ephesus in Ephesians. And you see where it says, a prayer for the Ephesians. Are you there? 1817. I, I want to read at verse 16. I pray, Paul, I pray that out of the glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, and I'm going to say in your heart, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts, there it is, through faith, follow it, pastor, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, 
may have power together with the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is this love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you have been filled with the measure of all fullness of God. And now here in verse 20 is on this t-shirt. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is in work in each of us. To him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. You have the gift of the power of the Holy Spirit in you that is filled with Christ's love deeper, wider than you will ever know that fills all of heaven and heaven is ever expansive and right here for we are in the presence of the kingdom of God. We have a wonderful program here at Wayne Zion called Stephen Ministry. People who are willing to come alongside you when you suffer. And when I was training them up in 2017 after going to St. Louis, Missouri to become a Stephen minister leader, I often heard, there's no way I can do this, Pastor. I said, yes, you can. The power does not come from you. You can try as you might, but it will not come from you. It is Christ in you. Trust on the Holy Spirit at work in you. I want to have you turn to page 1654. It's the Gospel of John. 1654. The healing at the pool. The healing at the pool. And then I'll get to the text that I really want to talk about today. Do you see this at 1654? It says the healing at the pool. Are you there with me? Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Verse 1. For one of the Jewish festivals. Now there was... Or there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate, and you need to know that the Sheep Gate is the back door to Jerusalem because that's where the sheep come in and that's where the dung goes out. So we're at the back door in Jerusalem where people don't like to go and spend time in this smelly area. And there was a pool at this gate, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here at the great number of disabled people used to lie. You get it? The back gate. They're not in the front gate. How do I know this as a father of a son who is born with a physical disillment? People will look past Joseph or they'll ask mom and dad the question. I said Joseph's right there. Ask him the question. You get what I'm talking about? The back gate. And here are these people, and they're wanting to get into the pool because this is the healing pool of Bethesda. If you go back in the old time, people would be healed when the Holy Spirit, an angel from heaven, would come down and stir the water. And the first person in the water then was healed. Here's this invalid for 38 years. And Jesus comes up to him and says, you want to be healed? He doesn't know who Jesus is. And Jesus heals him. And then the religious leaders are like, this is a Sabbath. You're not supposed to heal on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to pick up your mat and walk. Jesus heals. And Jesus ascended to heaven. 
And it's seated at the right hand of God the Father and said, I'm going to give you an advocate. Remember last week? Maybe that's what threw me off. And I know that Thursday was a day of ascension. I'm going to give you this healing power that only comes from God. But you know what? It lives in you. And so now I invite you to turn to 1 Peter on page 1887. And I want to share with you in 1887 that Judy Tukin, Paul Behrens, Kay Jameson, Pauline Antones, and I studied Peter 1 and 2. And by the way, the second Tuesday of every month we have Bible study here at Wayne Zion. If you're available, join us. And in 1 Peter is the perfect example of what a healthy, vibrant church might look like. That the Holy Spirit is at work in us. Page 886. It's not listed there, but 887. Do you see? Praise to God for a living hope. Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing, church? Oh, we suffer. But this, as we heard, is only for a moment of time. Cast all your anxieties upon the Lord, read Linda from today's reading. And Second Peter, for this suffering that you're going through is only for a momentary period of time. So take a look at praise to God for our living hope. And then I read, praise be to you, God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, in his great mercy has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into the inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power unto the coming of the salvation that is already revealed in the last time. And then these words. For a little while you may have to suffer grief of all kinds. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than any gold which perishes. Just because we were baptized, just because we have Christian behind our name, doesn't mean that we're not going to suffer. I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and it reminded me of something that happened to me. I couldn't believe this. It was on the day of my dad's funeral, and I get this call, my mom gets this call, and it sounds legit. Somehow, dad's information got compromised, and they're going to help fix it for me. They had information about my dad. I'm like, they must be legit. I, now, I have, a, I have two degrees. I have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. And I got took, hook, line, and sinker on the day of my dad's funeral of all days. And before I knew it, I turned my dad's computer over to the who knows who I was talking to. And then it dawned on me, this is a scam. People suffer. Can you believe that evilness that the devil is always on the prowl? I couldn't believe that. I was so angry and I apologized to mom. I hope I haven't compromised the computer. 
Look at this on page 887, be holy. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, let your hope on the grace be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed in his coming. Just as he has called you to be holy, so holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Some people focus on evil. They focus on me, I, and myself. We are holy people. This is a gift from God. You are a gift from God. We're only going to have this for a little while, folks. But use it. Use it. Use it to share God's love with others. You are holy. You are made in the image of God. Male and female, I made them. They are in the image of God. Turn the page. We're looking at 1888. The living stone and a chosen people. Do you know that you are a priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that may declare the praises of him who called out of darkness into this wonderful light? That you are the light of Christ. You know, if you want to get an idea of what a church is, read 1 Peter. There is so much darkness in this world. And you come alongside people. I am so proud of you, Wayne Zion. When people are hurting, you are there. When your pastor was hurting, you released me for two and a half months. And I'm going to say publicly, thank you, Rick, for ministering to me from afar. People hurt. People might say, Pastor, you were gone too long. No, I wasn't. But I knew I needed to be back. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for ministering to me. Thank you for that time. My God, my, my dad, he wanted to die at home. I was going to make it happen. I look forward to the day that I'm reunited with my Father in heaven. But I had a mom who was not taking care of herself. She crumpled. She had a car accident. She went to the store. Then she went to the bank because she was worried she wouldn't have enough money. And she's getting money for the grandkids and sticking them in a bank, in, in a piggy bank. And I'm like, Mom, what are you doing that for? Luckily, she wasn't hurt. And then I had to take care of her. She's finally, finally feeling good again. She's getting on a plane on, on May 31st and will be here. You'll see her here in the sanctuary as we baptize Christian Quinslick and Trigvi Lai, my grandson. Those are tough days. It wasn't that I was filled with grief. No, I didn't have time to grieve. I was filled with trying to help mom and dad sustain. And if any of you have gone through a time when you've lost a loved one, look at all the paperwork. Forget Social Security. Now take a look at auto, auto insurance, home insurance. You've got to pull these names off. You've got to look at titles. And if you don't have a trust, you've got a lot of work to do. And I thank you for that. You gave me an incredible gift. I am so proud of you. Living godly lives. Did I lose my place? How about uh, turn to uh, chapter 4, 1890. Living for God. 
Since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attributes with whoever suffers in body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. And I'm, I'm so thankful that you do that, that you, that you care. I see Todd back here, and I think of Dad, Virgil Weirs, how much he appreciates me coming to visit, but you know how he lifts me up. If you ever have a chance to be a, um, a communion assistant, and, and you think you're going out there to lift someone else up, you're, you're, you're doing that, but oh, do you come away more blessed and being Christ to people. We're going to hear a little bit about Stephen Minister and, and, and what's happening here at Wayne Zion. And I just want to put this out too, that we need men, Stephen Ministers. We've got women, but we need some men. I'd love to have... Yeah, you can put your Bibles away. I love that uh, we have this Stephen Minister program here at Wayne Zion, but I think it can grow and we can do more. And, and thank you to the Stephen ministers who have been with me on this journey. What I'm finding out is that sometimes it's not just the person who's suffering or hurting, but it could be the children of, or it could be the spouse of, or it could be the neighbor of. And so Stephen ministry, you're going to hear a little bit about this. Uh, this is the new uh, mission statement for our Stephen minister program here at Wayne Zion. The Holy Spirit calls Stephen ministers to bring Christ-centered love to hurting people. Good morning. Good morning. You just heard a care receiver share about her experience with a Stephen minister. Wayne Zion currently has five trained Stephen ministers ready to provide the same Christ-centered love to hurting people. Pastor mentioned that since 2017, a total of six Stephen ministers have ministered to 11 individuals, one-on-one -on -one in a confidential relationship. We've done this by listening, caring, and praying with and for them. Stephen ministers have sometimes been called the after people, the ones who are there after the initial shock of a loss has worn off after the initial support of others has lessened, after the beginning of a medical treatment. Situations such as these can leave a person feeling lost, angry, hurt, stressed, scared, or many other ways. A Stephen minister will journey with someone through these experiences while providing Christ-centered love. Whether it's the loss of a loved one, a divorce, a medical condition, parenting challenges, job stress, job loss, personal changes, or any other challenging situation, a Stephen minister will provide one-on-one -on -one support. Maybe you are not experiencing something like this, but know someone who is. It could be a person in our congregation or one in the community. You can be the person who connects that individual with Stephen Ministry. As we just sang in the hymn, verse 3, we share our mutual woes, our mutual burdens we bear.
and often for each other flows the sympathizing tear. Right now I'd like to introduce the other Stephen ministers in our congregation if they are here and ask them to stand. Janice Lasley, Kay Jamison, Judy Donovan, and Shannon Geyer. I also want to thank them and Pastor Wade for the gifts and commitment to the Stephen Ministry Program. If you or someone you know would like to have a Stephen Minister, please reach out to one of these ladies, to Pastor Wade, or to myself. Anything that happens after that will remain confidential. In closing, I'll remind you of Wayne Zion's Stephen Ministry mission, which was displayed throughout the sermon. The Holy Spirit calls Stephen ministers to bring Christ-centered love to hurting people. If you are hurting or know someone who is, please let us know so we can bring Christ-centered love to them. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Go in peace. Share the good news. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved.